You're listening to Very Loose Women. Good evening. You are listening to Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4 FM, or perhaps you're joining us via the podcast. My name is Anna Rose Kerr, and like many others in London, I wonder if I have had COVID-19 and was asymptomatic, or if I'm about to get it and how bad it's going to be for me if I do. The news at the moment is all about the most extreme cases and the terrible losses that people have suffered as a result of this illness, and this show is not meaning to diminish any of those stories or compete with them at all. I wanted to hear from some of my friends who had had the virus about their experiences of it and to hear what I would describe as the middle ground. These are young, fit and otherwise healthy people who've had significant damage to their physical and mental health over the days that the virus affected them. None of these people needed hospital treatment. None of them were able to be tested and have had a confirmed case. The statistics in this country must be so much higher than they've actually recorded because, yeah, they haven't tested many people. Um, Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I've had it. I feel a bit weird talking about this because I realise that I um, definitely didn't have any sort of serious COVID symptoms and that lots of people are obviously suffering really badly from this. In the last two or three weeks, we've had a suspected COVID-19 outbreak in our household. I woke up on Tuesday feeling a bit weird. I think it was a Wednesday um, in early April. had a couple of days from the Wednesday where I had really severe achy legs. So I don't know that I had COVID-19. I definitely felt very bad for about a week. So I decided to go on the NHS website and I found the information and they'd had a little quiz and they were like, if this is you, then you should ring 111. So I rang 111. Um, and they put me through to someone who then put me through to someone else and they kept saying, oh yeah, I think, yeah, I think you do need to talk to a medical professional. So I kept getting sent on to new people. And then the last one said, okay, you do need to talk to a doctor. I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the line. It could be up to six hours. And it was at 2am in the morning by then. So, um, so I would have to wait till eight in the morning. Um, so I turned the light on and just tried to sit up and try to stay awake. And so the doctor told me they weren't doing any testing, but I could buy a private test if I wanted. Um, and she was kind of laughing at that. Um, and, but she said, we can, we're pretty much assuming you've got it because you've got the symptoms and this is what it feels like so let's just assume you've got it i've had a cold before but i felt so blocked and the fact i lost my taste as well i've never had that um but it was just kind of going by twitter and talking to other people it felt like this was a symptom even though it was never kind of 
announced by the government, but I think it was, it was really hard to tell whether I had it or not. So I guess, um, yeah, I guess I figured I did have it. And um, yeah, I mean, it felt a bit weird, like this kind of waiting game, you know, the symptoms weren't that bad, but just wondering if they were going to get worse or not, um, if there was ever any way of getting tested. And it was just all a bit strange, obviously. Yeah, I was obviously really lucky, was never tested, so couldn't officially say that that's what I had. But with the timing and the development of the symptoms, it, it seems like a bit of a coincidence. The reason I'm almost certain that I have had corona is that it was completely different to anything I've had before. It was not like the flu where you get all bunged up and feel out of it. I felt completely with it, but just really, really tired and then um, the breathing. So, yeah, it was just very different. Um, it first started when I was doing a workout and... It was just much harder for me, some of the kind of high intensity stuff than usual. I couldn't really breathe properly. Um, and then the next day I started coughing a bunch. And then the day after that, kind of feeling quite feverish, like having the chills. Well, in the, in the morning I started to get, my breathing started to feel a bit weird. And then, and it was the same thing. It came on really, really gradually. And then by the evening, it was a bit worse. It was just uncomfortable. And then I tried to go to sleep and it was so uncomfortable that I couldn't sleep. <coughs> um, I've got a tickle cough. <coughs> Don't worry, it's not the corona. <laughs> I got over that. So my um, first symptoms were uh, a very blocked nose one evening. It just kind of came on quite quickly. Um, but yeah, very blocked nose and a headache. Um, I had my head over a bucket of um, boiling hot water for a few hours. It didn't really make a difference. I started to feel a slight fever at about five and it kept growing and growing, but it was so gradual. It was really slow. So it was... It was almost like, am I just imagining it? Oh, I don't know. It started with my daughter. Um, she had a high fever for about three days and then she got better. And then my husband got it a few days after her. I then managed to get a fever a few days after my husband. And it was a very high fever with a lot of pain. My appetite was not there at all. Um, each day got worse and worse as I started to develop uh, a blocked nose and a sore throat, uh, drifting in and out of sleep and having extremely bizarre dreams. As the time went on, each day I kind of felt very tired all day. Like I couldn't do any kind of exercise or I was self-isolating anyway, but even if I wanted to, I, I couldn't really... Do it, even yoga or anything like that I couldn't do because I get quite out of breath quickly um but some days were worse than others some days I felt really dizzy and I wouldn't be able to kind of leave the bed um and some days were okay I managed to do some pottering around but I never had anything else apart from just this lack of taste and smell and just kind of tiredness constantly continued throughout the day um 
with the chills and the fever and then Sunday a cough started and that was when I really put everything together and realised that it it might be uh, something to do with coronavirus. I just felt so tired. I just felt like I was carrying a big bag of rocks around everywhere I went. And I basically just lay in the same position all day watching Friends. (laughs) I woke up in the morning and my body was just aching. um, And I had the sort of physical feeling of weakness. Uh, I'd previously been experiencing cold and hot sweats that night. um, And had started to feel a bit clogged up the day before. Uh, during that morning, I realised that I was definitely coming down with something uh, because my temperature was just ridiculous. Like, you could probably fry an egg on my forehead. I was, my fever was that high. I just felt my head and I just felt really sweaty and I, I did feel weird. I felt kind of jittery. I woke up and I was absolutely covered and drenched in sweat. Uh, so much that the um, bed was soaking wet, but I felt absolutely freezing, so cold that my teeth were chattering. And it had weird other effects, like although my symptoms stopped after seven days, I got this weird nausea when I tried to eat. It felt like anything I looked at, I didn't want to eat it because it made me feel sick. But also I'd lost my sense of smell and taste which didn't come back for another week or two. Um, on Friday, it sort of travelled throughout my the rest of my body, so aches and pains all over my body, paracetamol every four hours. And actually, once the aches and the fever and the chills had subsided and given way to a cough, I felt a lot better. So, yeah, I was obviously really lucky. I uh, phoned my housemate, Leo, um, and I told him to uh, go to the shops and get me some Lucozade because I was feeling pretty ill. Um, after that day, when I asked him to do that, he'd pretty much done that every day and left um, a bottle of Lucozade outside my door, which was really nice of him. Uh, my housemates were there for me throughout the entirety of my illness. My housemates brought me all my food which was so kind of them and they gave me little notes and flowers and nice stuff. Um, and then they'd leave the plate outside my door and then run away. <laughs> and we didn't really talk. I mean, we only had conversations of a few minutes at a time. And for the first few days that was fine. But after a while, it just began to feel really lonely and very isolated. Um, so my husband was sort of isolated in our bedroom, but I had to sort of uh, do the daycare for my daughter, which was incredibly difficult because I was worried for him, but also trying to sort of keep a happy front for my daughter. My first concern was obviously how she was going to uh, handle it and whether we'd have to go to hospital or not. So when I got it and one of my first thoughts was, oh, shit, what if I've given it to my parents? And I got really worried. But so because I didn't want to worry them, I just texted them quite casually saying, oh, by the way, I've got a slight fever. I'm sure it's nothing. But um, are you are you fine? (laughs) 
Um, and they didn't reply immediately. They replied a bit later saying, oh dear, yes, oh no, we're fine. Um, and I was like, okay, well, you know, let me know if if you've got any symptoms. Um, and I didn't hear from them for a day or two. And the next time I spoke to them, because um, I'd been in this sort of, I don't know, yeah, it had become really real. And I'd basically realised I did have corona. When I rang them, I was sort of surprised that their reaction was like, oh, oh, we didn't think you really had it. <laughs> I was like, oh, but you have been isolating, haven't you? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've been trying, you know, um, but, you know, we live in the country, so we don't really see that many people anyway. <laughs> and it was a weird thing because we suddenly had to take it very seriously and then it's it was kind of a wake-up call when you talk to other people who weren't really thinking of it as a real thing. Um, but yeah, I made them take it seriously. <laughs> so I self-isolated, so did um, my partner. Um, like I said, I was kind of more worried for him just because it seems to be affecting men more and he does have a tight chest generally. Um, but yeah, he never got, I think his his chest did get tight a few days while I was ill, but I, you know, it could have been anxiety that we'll never know, but he never got anything kind of past that. Because anxiety affects your breathing and so does corona. I think the two things accelerated or compounded each other. So it was, I had to get out of my head and not think oh, I'm going to die, <laughs> um, because that would have made it worse. One thing I thought was really interesting is that on the NHS website, they one of the things they recommend to help is not looking at the news. <laughs> and I think that made total sense for me, because everything you read that was a horror story made you panic. On all the BBC or whatever broadcasts, they have like a really big picture of the coronavirus and it's terrifying especially when you can't breathe and you're looking at that and you think that's in your lungs i think they shouldn't put that picture on because it's yeah not cool um after around the fifth day i would say i was feeling a lot more energized um i still had that you know that feeling of dizziness um, like the, the sort of like, you know, the afterglow of an illness. Um, but I was pretty much back to normal the day after and went back to work the next day. Um, and everything was, everything was great. Um, I actually recently, uh, well, yesterday, um, was my last day at work. Um, so I've just been furloughed. Um, I'm feeling okay about it because, you know, I guess that's what's happening at the moment. So, yeah. I think self-isolating probably lasted about three weeks just because I still never, I don't feel great after the two weeks that they tell you to stay at home. Um, and like I said, even now, I think it's about five, six weeks, so I have I still can't smell properly. Um, and my taste, it's kind of, I'm getting my taste back for kind of sweet things rather than savoury so yeah hopefully that changes um 
when my symptoms started to get better on day six, then it was a real relief because I knew that that was the lifespan of your body getting over the virus. Um, so on on the next day when I didn't have any symptoms, um, I started crawling around the house with like, first of all, I wore surgical gloves and I didn't touch anything. Um, I'd like try and open doors with my elbow, even though I was wearing gloves. And when I walked into the room, all my housemates cowered away from me. <laughs> I went out into the garden and they were all sat there and they were all, all looked a bit nervous. Um, so at first, yeah, it was weird entering real life again. Not that we have entered real life, we're still locked down. We've got an outdoor, we've got a balcony, so it was great to get outside. Um, so yeah, we're very lucky. So self-isolating wasn't terrible. It was just with me, like exercise kind of helps my anxiety. Um, so that was the problem, just not being able to do any kind of exercise, even just because I got so exhausted. Um, I don't have any outdoor space at home, which is a little annoying. Um, I also don't really feel much like going outside. The few times I have sort of ventured farther from home, there's just a bunch of people and it kind of stresses me out. It's been about two weeks and I, I'm fully, nearly fully recovered, <clears throat> but I do struggle to talk. I have uh, a bit of a cough, um, but I'm feeling a lot better now. I just had a, a cough for about two weeks after that. Probably about five weeks ago, maybe. I still haven't got my sense of smell back completely. But I was quite relieved and think if this is the worst it's going to get for me, then then actually this is okay. Um, I was probably more concerned about my partner because he gets quite tight chests and um, he gets quite he gets quite out of breath quicker than me so I was a bit worried more for him but he never had any symptoms such would and I'm just grateful that we were able to stagger our, our <coughs> sorry we were able to stagger our illness I can't imagine uh, having to look after Alice my daughter if we'd both been sick both parents had been sick thank you to everyone who shared their stories to make this show happen if you are interested in hearing more episodes of Very Loose Women, you can find our entire archive at acast.com slash verylosewomen. And you can find us all over the internet on social media at VLW Radio for the most part. Or just search for Very Loose Women, you'll find us.